Okay. One, two. Welcome, Welcome to Believe, the Conspiracy <laughs> Theory Podcast. A brand new podcast presented by me, Phil Green. And me, David Ferguson. And we are two comedians presenting a podcast. Uh, a brand new and novel concept in the world of podcasts. No one else has done this. No one else no has one ever else done has this. No. We are no. Gra- breaking new territory. Uh, so this is the Believe podcast. It is a, a podcast all about the world's craziest conspiracy theories. And in each episode, we're going to bring on a guest. And that guest is going to pick a conspiracy theory that they believe in or maybe they don't believe in or maybe they just think it's the most ridiculous thing they've ever heard and we're going to talk about that conspiracy theory and we're going to either try and debunk it or we're going to try and prove it or let's face it absolutely none of the above because none of us are very well informed on this stuff um now you are very much a believer when it comes to conspiracy theories i am very much a cynic uh i'm very much the scully to your Mulder. (laughs) um why do you think people believe in conspiracy theories what makes people believe in conspiracy theories Uh, because it's the truth all right let's get on with it uh Uh, no uh the reason people believe in conspiracy theories is they want to compartmentalize chaos so uh, it's a chaotic world out there. Bad things happen. Good things happen. We don't know why. But conspiracy theories help explain all that. Do you think it's that people want to believe in something? Is these are people who, people who believe in conspiracy theories want to believe in something that deviates from a social norm, yes. of a, an accepted social norm? Yes. But, well, cause, because what it is, is if, you've, if you believe in a conspiracy theory, you've got the inside track on what's really happening. Uh, and people... People like that. People want to have that power and that control. Like, oh, you fools, you've fallen for this, but I know what's really going on. I mean, I do. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, that's why. But you've met David Icke, so. I've met David Icke many <laughs> years ago. He knows. Uh, yeah. And that's uh, just by, you know, believing something that other people don't because you're smarter. And do you think better. the rise of social media is fueling conspiracy, believing conspiracy theories? Uh, d- definitely, definitely. But it, I mean, you know, it's also highlighting a lot of things, you know, and um, uh, I, I mean, you know, we just can't believe what they tell us, you know, so it's better to be questioning. An unexamined life is not worth living. There you go. Wise words. Yeah. So our first guest on the podcast is the fabulous comedian Louise Atkinson. I love Louise. One of our favorite people in the world. Uh, Louise is an award-winning stand-up comedian. Her debut show, Mates, uh, was at the Edinburgh Fringe this year. It won a big comedy award. It got nominated for a load of other awards. It is a fantastic show. Loads of people went to see it. Uh, she's taking it on tour next year, so mm-hmm. do check it out. Uh, follow her on social media. Um, it's, it's, it's brilliant. Uh, I'll be honest with you. She's very matter-of-fact. She will tell it like it is, uh, whether you like her. it or not. Uh, but we are very excited to have her on. Uh, well, please welcome to the podcast. Or we should say what she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the conspiracy theory that Louise has chosen to talk about is um, the ruling class want us to eat bugs. Eat the bugs. The please thing. welcome Louise Atkinson. Every single bird in the sky is a robot. It's fiction. Doubt your government. It's an urban legend. Welcome to the podcast, Louise Atkinson. Yay! Woo. How are you, Lou? Not too bad. How are you? Very the good. Birth? Very good. Good to see you. Mm-hmm. You've got your glasses on. Are they new? Uh, they're fairly new, but I need them because I have to read in this podcast. <laughs> they are useful for that glasses. They are useful for that. Yeah, as you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, don't, you can wear glasses normally. I, I don't but you don't you don't do any reading for this podcast. You just memorize no. everything. I memorize. I, I, and David, I, David has layers of vision now as well. I do. Yes. Oh yeah, you've got, you've got bionic eyes. I've got bionic eyes. Yeah. Got bionic eyes, and so I can see into the distance, but I couldn't read that. David had laser treatment. Is this time last year? No. 
No, no, no. It's only, it's it only been only three months. It's only been three months. Like Cyclops from X-Men. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was and then you wore before. massive They Live sunglasses for about three months. Which he told us were for his laser eyes, but really he was just an absolute diva. <laughs> <laughs> he was just yeah. roaming around oh, with yeah. shades on. Oh, um, oh my God, I've never felt like such a dickhead in my life. <laughs> we went to see the Barbie movie, obviously, <laughs> obviously. Uh, a week after it was released. And he wore them <laughs> during the Barbie movie and took two Barbies sitting next to us in the middle chair. It's nice, isn't it? <laughs> mm. Yeah. yeah. And my baby. That was about the most masculine thing we've ever done, I think. <laughs> totally. It's pretty cool. Me hanging out with lots of hot women. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Do when I went to see the Barbie movie, I went on my own. I had a little me date, uh, which I love because I've never understood going to the cinema with people. Yeah. Like it, yeah, sometimes it's fun, you know, you go with a friend, but most of the time it's like you go on your own because you're in the dark, not speaking to anybody. Yeah. So I'm fine with it. But I was sat and there was a group of four women who were clearly like. Do you know when Shirley Valentine, when they see Shirley on her own and they're like, we must help this woman. And they kept trying to talk to me. I'm like, babe, I'm grand. Thank you very much. And I'd ordered a hot dog and they're asking me questions about my hot dog while I'm eating it. I'm like, love, unless you want this sprayed in your face, leave me be. Which cinema did you go to? I went to an everyman cinema. I'd got a night because I trekked myself. I was on a little you went to a posh cinema. And I was in a nice big single chair, right? Because there's other big surfers, which yeah. they were plonked their fat asses on. And I was in a single one. I was like, what part of it? Unless I can put up a partition, which I'm happily do, it pissed me off. Yeah. I don't know if that's coming across. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I just want to be on my own. <laughs> so here's the thing, Lou. You're, you're, you're very... Um, Honest. It's going to be a diplomatic answer. <laughs> you're very. You tell it like it is, right? Yeah. Anyone that's seen Louis, uh, Louise's comedy will know this. You're very blunt. You tell it like it is. I go for the spade. You, spade you, you very much a spade. A spade. You have that hull charm, right? Thank you. Um, and you're very like. I think as comedians go, you're kind of like. Generally, we continue to be quite mentally stable, but how um, dare you? <laughs> <laughs> but then. If anyone that follows you on Instagram will also know that you have completely kitted out your flat like Santa's Grotto. <laughs> so then it makes you go, oh no, there's something there. So there is a bit of a story behind this, because first of all, the first time I, I made a Christmas fort, right? And it is phenomenal. It this is year, phenomenal. I made a snow wall, a fake snow wall that lights up. I'm basically a Santa's workshop engineer. Do you add a new thing every year? Um, it's because every year my ADHD takes over and goes, you should get more stuff. That's yeah. what happens. So it's not on purpose, I would say. Yeah. But it started in lockdown. And the reason it did is because in my flat, the landlady had a tree in the loft. And I said, can I borrow this? And she said, yes. The flat, I have now figured out, is just about six foot tall. And this tree is that. So it's literally floor to ceiling. I was like, well, that don't fit in here, does it, love? So I was like, I can't be having this massive tree. So I start, I made a Christmas fort instead. Mm -hmm. And it is delightful. It is delightful, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Wonderful. I also have a cardboard cut out of Chris Hemsworth with a Santa hat. Yeah. The real Santa we all wanted. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I have some other bits and bobs as well. I like to just sit in it and try and eat my body weight in cheese. I go through week, I think, is a good uh, attaining mm -hmm. goal for eating your body weight and cheese. Um, no? <laughs> good. Well, it's good ambition. Why, Chris, not Liam? Phil, I, if you're going to ask stupid questions, <laughs> I'm going to leave this podcast. Storm out this podcast. <laughs> you think that's stupid? You wait to be <laughs> Honestly. Um, conspiracy theories. How do you feel about conspiracy theories? They're a load of bollocks. I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> Uh, mostly because this is like early episodes of the podcast, and I won't like to do. We're on a budget. <laughs> <laughs> we just need someone with an opinion right now. <laughs> and I'm happy to give one. What a load of shit. It's usually someone wearing a. I don't mean to 
sweet with a broad brush, but someone's got a tin hat on and they'll have been somewhere and they won't have any friends. And then it'd be like, oh, well, this person's also mental. Let's partner up with them. Yeah, fair. Uh, right? Is there, are there any conspiracy theories that you that you buy into a little bit? No. Okay. It's just not my bag. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Interesting. Because I, I think of you like, I don't think of you as a, as a conformist, though, at the same time. No, but I will call someone out for being a dickhead because at the end of the day, someone's got to tell them. Yeah. So if someone's being a dickhead, I'm like, excuse me, do you realise you're being a dickhead? So I'll happily call someone out and I don't like authority. I have a problem. But mm. at the same time, do you know what's really great? Facts. They're yeah. fantastic of facts. And I don't like people who take stuff and go, well, you know, it could be this. I'm like, yeah, and in certain lights, I could be jailer. Don't mean it's bloody true, does it, <laughs> knobhead? And it just pisses me off that we just make shit out of nothing. This is why we have people who are trained in specific areas and we should listen to them. We should not listen to Tony in Weatherspoons with his conspiracy theory about beans. Why do you think people believe in conspiracy theories? Though? Why do you think buy into them? have a social life. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about that? have a social life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe in an unexamined life is not worth living. And they're lying to us. They are. They. They. Whoever they are, they're lying oh. to us. Yeah. Mm. Wouldn't it be a real flip as well if I was actually the head of all conspiracy theories and this is all a ruse that I'm putting on? <laughs> oh my God. It's disinformation. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of authority, this ties in quite nicely to your lack of respect for authority, though, this, mm -hmm. this conspiracy theory. So mm -hmm. the conspiracy theory that Louise has chosen is the ruling class wants us to eat bugs. So I'll give you a bit of background. Uh, a plan to enslave the masses in a kind of survivalist dystopia where freedom is a thing of the past and the only thing to left to eat is insects. Uh, there are several instances of European right-wing politicians lobbying a conspiracy theory that global elites want people to eat bugs. In mid-March, a Dutch member of parliament tweeted, we will not eat the bugs, accompanied by a photo of himself holding a microphone in one hand and pouring golden mealworms out of a bag in the other. Earlier in the month, Poland's ruling Nationalist Party alleged that the opposition was trying to push citizens into eating worms, prompting the opposition to hit back with a similar, similar accusation. The accusations arrived shortly after the European, European Union approved mealworms and crickets as food ingredients. And we thought Brexit was a waste of time. <laughs> Could have been us, Lou. Could it be us eating those? Why am I here? What is the state of this? <laughs> like, what is that? This people don't people believe this. it. Oh, they do. And Carl Schwab has said it. Yeah. Ooh, Carl Schwab. Ooh, head of the World Economic Forum. Oh, the fucking state of it. I what and what's he said? Eat the bugs. Why? It's well. So there's loads of reasons behind why the, they want us to eat the bugs. Um, because they're whilst they're very very high in protein, they they also uh, cause allergic reactions. So we we are not human beings aren't designed to eat bugs because of the <laughs> the chitin, you know. Um, uh, we, are, we have an allergic reaction to it. Um, so a lot of skin conditions are actually because you're allergic to bugs, uh, like bed bugs or um, uh, just insects in general. Um, so if you start in consuming it, you're going to have more allergic reactions. It is a good source of protein, like mealworms are a good source of protein. Because I went to, have you ever been to one of the Science Museum lids? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which are banging and they it's just really grown cool. ups getting mm -hmm. drunk around things exploding like I don't understand what could go wrong and the one I went to was looking at sort of uh, sustainability and what's going on in the future and there were pop-up stalls of uh, businesses mm -hmm. who sell bugs as bugs. food yep. and I'm going to tell you what I had some of them and they weren't that bad what do you mm. eat? there was some sort of grasshopper 
it was almost like he did it in a Nando style format. There was like sort of lemon and what's the what's the uh, lemon oh a lemon and herb lemon and herb. You were lemon and herb Nando's. No, absolutely not. How dare you? But like <laughs> it went from that all the way up to like extreme hotness. There was some other like mealwormy stuff. I thought it was fine, and I didn't die. But then I did yeah. grow up in the north, <laughs> <laughs> in all kinds of shit. So I don't know. But like I think it's it's fine. Also, I, when I, you're out and about, you must be eating bugs all the time, and we're still here. We're not dead, are we? <laughs> that's an, is that that's a, another conspiracy doing, theory. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I had chocolate cockroaches in India. Oh yeah, that's an event. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had uh, chocolate covered ants. Selfridges used to have a whole wall of them, like a, a scorpion a whole and a lot. Wall of chocolate covered ants. Well, sco- a, like scorpion. You'd have a mound of ants. No, no, selfridges like, uh, are fucked up there. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, no, it was like shelves. <laughs> like a pick and mix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great. No, two yeah. beetles and ants. You could get a scorpion and a, a lollipop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you've had tequila, you've had you've had the worm. You know, had Someone's tequila. just sat there going, Willy Wonka is really smacked off his tits now. Fucking hell. Yeah. That factory's gone yeah. well tits up. Yeah. I think that tequila food. with the worm is nicer than tequila without the worm. I, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. I'm not a tequila person. Oh, I love tequila. I, I, I like tequila. Tequila does not like me. Te- tequila doesn't like anyone. Oh, no, but this... Anything with kill in the name is going to ruin yeah. you, isn't it? But like, it's tequila makes me happy. Oh, no. Um, it's vodka like, that makes me I, angry. I'll tell you one... I, th- I think I did learn. Uh, a mate of mine taught me this and she was from Austria because we have it with the salt and the lime mm-hmm. and she told me to try it with cinnamon and orange so you'd like lit the cinnamon and bite the orange and that gives it more of a warming effect than a bitter cinnamon and orange mm-hmm. very yeah. Christmassy nice. yeah, yeah. Um, so I really that. liked that. And it, yeah, it was more warming than bitter but me passing out in a toilet cubicle was still the same it didn't fix that <laughs> but there's a, it was it was quite nice but at least you vomit tastes of cinnamon <laughs> exactly <laughs> nice. it's a Christmassy. joyous Vom chunder. <laughs> Rainbow <laughs> vomit. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, you'll be delighted to know that um, this conspiracy theory is not just held in Europe, uh, oh, but good. also in America, Shocking. a place known for being rational. <laughs> Similarly, in America, some pilots and influencers think there is a similar plot. The US Food and Drug Administration permits small amounts of insect matter to be included in foods. Mm-hmm. There was a Bloomberg opinion piece last year entitled Why Bugs Must Be a Bigger Part of the Human Food Chain. A conservative commentator called Michael Knowles made a YouTube video where he's waving a printout of the story saying the ruling class really, really wants us to eat bugs. Two reallys. Uh, the <laughs> story he referred to uh, actually focused on the insect's potential as high-nutrient animal feed and on insects' ability to produce h- human food waste rather than as food for human consumption. So he's taken it and completely missold what it was actually about, which is yeah. part of the problem with conspiracy theories. Right? Or or he's just seen the truth. <laughs> no! S- seeing what he wants <laughs> to see or seeing the truth. Seeing the truth. <laughs> <laughs> because this is it. Like, that's something that, like, there are, they have to make those allowances, don't they, legally? Because a, a, a certain amount is just going to be yes. Yes. in it's food. Do you know what that is called? A fact. <laughs> so that's just going to happen. Yeah. I, this is, I can't cope with people who take, like, actual legal things, which people have desperately tried to form in the most explicit, clear, defined way. And they, like, go, it's like, do you remember in, oh, God, do you remember, I'm getting very excited, do you remember in COVID where, um, what were they trying to do? They were they were trying to keep us from well, they were trying to lo- make us not get diseased, and it was another lockdown. And someone was trying to quote habeas corpus. 
you remember that? And they were trying to go, oh, and they were putting up in shop windows. I'm like, listen, Julie Love, like this isn't what habeas corpus is. You smacked off your tits and they were just popping it up everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like that. This is the lawyer in you talking now. This <laughs> is the common sense person <laughs> in me speaking. And I've no time for it. So what, what was that again? The, the, so there's an allow- So because there's an allowance for it, that means that, that why is it the ruling class that want to do this to us? Because they just want to do that to all of us. Uh, it's a, it's a d- dividing rule, essentially. Um, They've already succeeded in that. Why do they need to do it with bugs and all? It's well, a hat and a hat. Yeah. What? It's a hat and a hat. <laughs> they've done it and they're doing some. They're doing something else. Yeah. yeah well, they've so it it links a little bit into climate. So um, that's a conspiracy theory too. Is, yes, the climate it's a conspiracy theory within <laughs> a conspiracy theory. So including insects in human food has been an emerging but still marginal idea amongst climate scientists and food security experts. This goes to your why the ruling class tried to do this. It depends on which ruling class, depends on which party. There's a, there's a reason why it's mostly right-wing parties that <laughs> are peddling this stuff. Uh, in countries where insects have not been part of the diet, it's an idea that has long been met with hesitancy. No shit. <laughs> uh, scientists say it's urgent to cut climate pollution from agriculture, mainly by reducing meat consumption and eating more plant-based food. Uh, using insects as a source of protein is an idea that's floated on the edges of the policy debate, even though the idea is far from taking off. It has captured, it has captured the public's imagination in the US in the early 2010s when the press coverage uh, when the press covered United Nations reports about edible insects, initially as a way to improve food security. In recent years, however, this aversion has fused with a conspiracy theory in which a shadowy global elite conspires to control the world's population. The theory being that uh, eating bugs isn't just a matter of disgust or questioning the impacts of climate change. It's framed as a matter of individual freedom and government control. So when you had to research this and you had to read all of this... Did you ever think to yourself, wow, one, I either wish I hadn't learned to read, yeah. or two, think of the actual things I could have been doing with my time. Lou, if you'd seen some <laughs> of the other episodes of this podcast, you would have like, not learned to read that well. <laughs> did I have to read this through a few times before I came in? Yes, I did. So what yeah. was that? Some Sauron's ruling class, is it? The dark, yeah. shadowy overturns? Is that what that was? Yeah. Essentially, it is parties not in power trying to paint other parties in power as... Uh, as as wanting you to eat bugs, essentially, it's it's it is a divide and rule thing. It's it's uh, it's a them or us thing. It's it's basically leveraged as a way of uh, painting a party or painting an opposition as lunatics, but and untrustworthy. You can't I, trust these people. They're going to make you eat bugs. I would say my political knowledge is medium foundational level, but from my perspective, they've got enough to go on to make other parties look mental right now do they need the bug yeah, thing as yeah, well yeah i mean i'm not They're saying not it's rational short of ammunition are they yeah. like oh do you know what do you think all this you know all this other bits and bobs going tits up you know do you think that's enough no i think we should throw in bugs as well like why well i think the part of it is so i think from a european perspective this is about eu legislation right it's, yes. it's an anti-eu stance that's it doesn't really matter what it is they're, they're leveraging this as look how look how ridiculous the eu are for bringing in this legislation but actually the legislation is relatively harmless they've just exaggerated this for political gain what do you think i, I think they just want to make it everybody play i'm a celebrity get me out of here <laughs> I exactly, really they're eating bugs and they're fine. They get millions they of pounds. <laughs> they're not fine. Look at them. One of them. None of us are fine. No. At least they're rich and fine. Yeah, God, I'd be okay with that. Rich and fine. What would be what would be your thing? What would be your thing on I'm a celebrity that you wouldn't want to do? 
oh, I, I, I would do it all because I want to experience it. I, I want to be the person that did it all that. Like my, even like my, my te- kangaroo testicles, I'd even do that. I, yeah, that bit wouldn't bother me. I think the height <laughs> eating stuff, testicles wouldn't bother you. Do like stuff at great heights. You're afraid of heights? Not really, but I think if I had to do something, like there's a bit. There, the, did you watch the episode of it the other day when they? No, the, I don't actually okay. watch it. No, <laughs> I don't know. me neither. But uh, <laughs> I just saw this thing on social media, and they were on poles at the top of a building. This is like before they go into the jungle, and they had to like collect stars. And it's the, like the tallest building in, I know Brisbane or somewhere. Oh, I've seen clips of. Yeah, it. and they have to scroll right out to the edge. That I think would appeal to me a lot less than just being in a tank full yeah. of snakes. Because the snakes aren't gonna. They're not gonna kill you. They wouldn't put. You in a tank full of snakes that are going to kill you. Yeah, this is what I thought. But my problem is, so I'm, is it the opposite? I'm claustrophobic. Yeah. So the thing at heights ah. and stuff like that, I've jumped off things and I've been up buildings and walked around them, like stuff like that to yeah. bother me. But it wouldn't be the animal, it, anything. They could not put an animal in there and it would be the close, when they're like under a tunnel or something. Oh, that's so a, the that's buried alive thing would be a big no-no. Yeah, I couldn't do that. It's why when I die, if I die, <laughs> um, eat more bugs, eat more <laughs> bugs. <laughs> you might not I'd want to do that thing you know in like Victorian times they'd have a bell on the outside yeah, of the coffin yeah. I'd want that just in case some like because you know like because I'm so gobby somebody's going to try and kill me <laughs> so I would want a bell on the just in case would anyone bell. dare Louise but th- this, if they were going to do it I think they'd go for poisoning because I wouldn't be suspect of that so uh, if I've been poisoned but not enough and I'm just unconscious for a while I'd want a bell on the outside going, excuse me, <laughs> I'm still very much alive in here. I, 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 I won't lie to you, if you woke up, I don't think you're going to need a bell. <laughs> <laughs> People will definitely know you're awake. <laughs> Oi! <laughs> <laughs> the fuck's going on? <laughs> well, maybe that's what, instead of a bell, I'd just have a button. That's like an intercom. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Excuse me! <laughs> uh, okay, so fueling the theory. So th- th- there's a reason why this has come to the forefront in the last few years. This is... It's not a new conspiracy theory particularly, but pre-COVID and COVID kind of accelerated it quite a lot. When so, did it start, sorry? Well, so oh, here we go. the the actual meme or the the quote, I will not eat bugs, actually started in 2019. So a disinformation researcher ironically tweeted the meme, I will not eat bugs as I'm a reaction. Sorry, did this start from a meme? Yes. Oh, everything starts from memes Everything starts now. from a meme. It's all about TikTok. Program, Please continue. Uh, as a reaction to news stories around this, uh, anonymous users repeated the phrase in response to a photo of climate activist Greta Thunberg, sometimes paired with the phrase, I will not live in a pod. They, they then paired the two phrases together, I will, not eat in, I will not eat the bugs and I will not live in a pod, which traveled to Twitter and the phrase then spread. Uh, the and the person that actually originally tweeted said, "I didn't really expect it to become a meme. There wasn't much thought behind it." Oh my Christ! <laughs> no shit. <laughs> uh, the only of the account said, uh, "I was just making fun of people getting upset about articles around what around that time, and it became a rallying cry." You can't have bants about bugs. So this is. It's just yeah, it came from that. From yeah, me. somebody was joking about it because of it. It's EU legislation, and because of just the, the belief of, uh, or, or politicians ramping up the idea that the ruling classes want you to eat bugs. So they created the meme. But the meme itself is a thing that's actually kind of catapulted the whole conspiracy theory and the number of believers. So what? has that been presented to the people that believe this? Oh, I don't. I, I doubt. <laughs> probably, yeah. But I doubt they care. Well, that's how they disseminate the information. It starts off as a meme and then they're, t- it's, they're hiding in plain sight. That's what they're going to do. They're going to feed you bugs. And this is how they got it out there. I can't believe you're so naive. <laughs> this, you know, I listen. 
I adore. He thinks Bigfoot's real. So oh, what do you do? Bigfoot is real. No. <laughs> look, look. When any time I look in the mirror, I'm a tall, hairy hominid. Bigfoot is real. Mm. I've got lots of hair. I don't think cousin it's real. <laughs> <laughs> Just where people look, I, innit? I, I'd love it if Cousin It was real. I mean, oh, like, for next Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Morticia. Oh, I'd love to meet Morticia. Um, but what was I going to say? The No, I've forgotten. Because it's just ridiculous. <laughs> but that was it. I love social media. And there's some things that you get off social media which are useful. For example, I learned how to get the mould out of grouting. And I will mm. always be grateful to mm. TikTok for that. However, there is a lot of shit at the minute. I've been, the one I'm getting at the minute is uh, reheating your food's bad for you. I'm like, yeah, if you do it 72 times, but like the leftovers are fine. What, in the microwave or just? Yeah, there's, uh, it's like the big thing. Why I'm being targeted with this on TikTok, I don't know, because I'll eat anything. I don't give a shit. But like, yeah, it's at the moment. It's like, don't over, don't uh, reheat your food. It's covered in bacteria and blah, blah, blah. Because the, the, the thing, actually, I blame social media for this, but adverts do as well. Do you know like when... It's usually Dettol and people like this that do it. Yeah. Like, do you know your surfaces are covered in this amount of germs? Mm -hmm. Dettol will kill them. I'm like, are you not just advertising that your product's redundant? Because you're saying all of our surfaces are covered with this stuff and we're fine. Also, you know how they say it's like 99.9% .9 of bacteria? Surely that's purely dependent on how good you are at cleaning. I also love that 0.01% yeah. bacteria Where being like, that? suckers! <laughs> <laughs> Come at me! Um... So the phrase, I will not eat bugs, would later resurface, this is after 2019, as part of the COVID-era conspiracy about government coercion. The conspiracy theory that global elites were seizing an opportunity or even inventing an excuse to exert more control over, unknowing population, over, the, over an unknown population flourished, including by forcing them to eat insects. But the pandemic wasn't the start. In 2019, a science fiction writer published a short story titled Live in the Pod and Eat Bugs, set in a dystopian world where the characters had no choice but to eat insects. Also in 2019, a few days after a fire-destroyed part of Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris, a blogger who self-identifies as a suggest... I've got, I've lost that, mate. Uh, ...suggested that insects is uh, eating insects is a symbol of our enslavement. I don't know why... It's relevant that that was a few days after the Notre Dame fire, but anyway. Oh, that... Well, it was Quasimodo who said that. Oh, I okay, I think that's, fine. that's part of Makes the thing sense. there. Most things. Um, yeah, so... Uh, what was the bit before Notre Dame? Um, so, Paris. a science fiction writer... Oh, published... that was it. L. Yes. Ron Hubbard Jr. was writing this, was he? Key word, fiction. Um, <laughs> Uh, Speculative fiction. Story, title, Live in the Pod and Eat Bugs, set in a dystopian world where the characters had no choice but to eat insects. So this is kind of like, you know how people believe the Matrix is real, but before the Matrix, no one believed the Matrix was real. Well, the, ma the Matrix is very, very interesting because it give conspiracy theories a language that they could use that everyone could relate to because it was such a global phenomenon. So you're part of the Matrix, you're tied up in the system. It doesn't actually mean, necessarily mean the Matrix of the film. It just means that you're tied up in conspiracy or you're tied up in the way things are. Open your eyes, you know, get red-pilled and all that. So what the Matrix did is give language to conspiracy that everyone could understand. When So when then was the term conspiracy theory like coined because obviously if you go back far enough in time people are, because their lack of knowledge they're just gossiping mm -hmm. forever so that was just a gossip and this was a fishwife's tale or whatever when does when does it officially become so, conspiracy theory so it was to do with them um, when jfk the jfk assassination um there were so many because the 
what we're told historically about JFK is not accurate. Oh, I know all about JFK. I had to do it in year nine history. And what that consisted of, because I went to a comprehensive school in Yorkshire, was we watched the JFK film. Yes, <laughs> that was my education Li- as well. You had to watch it again and again. School, and baby. There is one bit. That and Blackadder. History. Everyone in my history class and probably my year will know this. There was the same bit you watched again and again. It's in the courtroom. Yes. And it was just rewind. It was like back and to the left. And can we look at that again, please? And his head went back and to the left. And can you see that over there? His head went back and to the left. And anytime anyone mentions you, you did it just now. The automatic in my head went back and to the left. I don't know. Oh, that and the magic bullet. That's all I know. There's, oh, and the grassy knot. Actually, I know quite a lot. Grassy knot. There, there is, there is, I mean, the, the, all the all the stories about what happened. Because like, the, the, there's, there was obfuscation. Um, uh, I don't, I, I don't know that it was Lee Harvey Oswald that actually did it. You know, I'm, if you've watched JFK, you've kind of you've got all that. You're on the yeah. magic umbrella yeah. theory thing. Yeah. So hang on. So JFK started. The so JFK, the CIA, started saying conspiracy theory because they didn't want their version of events to be changed. So. Or challenge. Sorry. Is our term then today like fake news? Is that what? Term yes. Yeah. Yep, but that came that came from Donald Trump's camp. So prior to JFK, what were we calling conspiracy theories? We weren't calling them anything because people did truth because people weren't people question. weren't people weren't questioning anything. Yeah. You know, the 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 sixties were the watershed. There were a change in culture that was twenty years after, you know, World War Two. Like everybody believed everything during World War Two. And when you go, you look like. Um, I don't want to get into this, but like you know, Pearl Harbor was probably condoned, was probably let allowed to happen, or certainly they could have done more. But they want the you know, that's quite a strong conspiracy theory. A lot of people, yeah. Think I, I, that. Um, so like, because uh, I don't really want to talk because talk about because it's like like or or the <laughs> both it's a comedy podcast. <laughs> it's a comedy. <laughs> See, I, I get all serious about <laughs> it. I get, it's like, wait, 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 why do you not believe this? You so we just want to come to some absolute laws. We're doing Pearl Harbor. <laughs> oh, please, <laughs> all the people who died. Um, no. Uh, so that so it was it really was it was the change a change in culture, but what what facilitated the change in culture was drugs. So <laughs> you know the thing is I think people are still daft today, and I've always said this. yes. I think if I got like a really banging suit and went to the southern states of the U.S., mm-hmm. kept the hair the same, maybe mm-hmm. a bit bigger, I reckon I could convince bigger. people that I'm basically God, and that they should give me yeah. all my money, and I could start a cult. Yeah, it, and it, I, there's no doubt in my mind I could make that work. Take a lot of sun cream, Lou. That is so far what is preventing me from going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the barrier. You can't have a cult leader with a parasol. <laughs> like, it doesn't really work. Ooh, I'm here. Like it really doesn't give me yeah. any sort of assertive qualities. Um, but there's no doubt in my mind that I could make that work. Yeah, it's it's how convincingly you you state your case. That's mm-hmm. all it is. And you. And state- I'd have a Br- I keep. I think I keep the British accent. Well, I'd actually tart it up to be like more proper. Um, or maybe I would keep it like this because they'd be like, oh, real British people don't speak like that. I'm like, oh, you've learned nothing. I'm like the people in Downton Abbey who live downstairs. Come on. <laughs> I, that's what I'd do. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that I'd do it. Yeah. yeah. Strong. There was no documentary after JFK, after the film JFK, that debunked, because JFK peddles a particular theory yeah, about the JFK shooting. And there was a documentary after that that completely tears it apart. As yeah. it, that the, the it, ma- it wouldn't ma- even the magic be feasible. Is not a great theory for JFK. Yeah. Um, but what is a good theory is there's probably another bullet that wasn't recovered. Like we we there's like on like two days after um, uh, the assassination, we couldn't find JFK's brain. What are you uh, talking about? It went missing. The whole brain. The whole brain. What was left? Like the because it was removed. That's that's part of the autopsy. That was not in the film. 
No, I, JFK is a is a, a minefield, you know. Um, Lee Harvey, minefield, yeah. <laughs> Lee Harvey always probably a CIA asset. Do you know what I've heard? Um, what they did was they trained a bug and he ate it. <laughs> Yes, because that would be the ultimate ruling class being like, they'll never expect to take out one of our own. Well, there's a whole there's a whole episode of Star Trek where the Federation is being threatened by mind controlling bugs. It's a really horrific yes. episode, yes. and it's never referenced again ever. Um, but like that that you know, um, so I, I like to think you know it started with JFK. I like to think if I ate a load of bugs inside my body, it would be like a bug's life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'd have like the little cat, the like German caterpillar, would be like. Mm. I'm a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> I'm a beautiful Like in a space, like Pixar. Hmm? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh uh, my God, Inner Space by Pixar. How awesome would that be? <laughs> I love Inner Space. Uh, Pixar. Uh, um, it mostly stayed, this. so the theory mostly stayed on the fringe of public consciousness until early 2020 when many people questioned the stay-at-home measures put in place to stop the spread of COVID-19, as you were talking about earlier. Mm. Uh, it got an extra boost during the World Economic Forum's annual meeting in Davos, Switzerland in July, in July 2020 when the chairman, as you mentioned before, announced an initiative called the Great Reset. The Great Reset urged a rethinking of the national and global systems of government in the wake of COVID-19. The gathering of global elites in Davos has long held the imagination of conspiracy theorists and the initiative quickly became uh, construed as evidence that the global elites were using the outbreak to further enslave the masses. Within months, the Great Reset entered into the right-wing vernacular with figures such as Tucker Carlson, uh, Ben Shapiro and Glenn Beck all echoing the idea. According to a report by the Institute of Strategic Dialogue, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, during the annual meeting of the World Economic Forum in 2022, conservative pundit Noor bin Laden further brought up uh, insect eating as part of the Great Reset during an appearance on former Trump advisor Steve Bannon's show. This is her quote. Uh, I don't want to eat bugs. I don't want to live in the pod. I don't want to be trapped in a digital jail and nothing they can do will make me. And is that cross stitch on a tea towel that we can buy? Yeah. <laughs> this will be available on our website. <laughs> We've got to start sort of thinking about merch options. Yeah. <laughs> well, I vote for that one on it. <laughs> um, it's just bollocks. Okay. And I can tell that we Dumb. all think it's bollocks because you love conspiracy theories and even you're even like, your, yeah. Where yeah. No, I believe it. eat the bugs, eat no, the bugs. No. <laughs> on, the, on the argument about um, it being good for you and the argument about climate change, because the, the whole... The, Part of the of the ruling is that people want to eat less meat based stuff, right? And stuff that is a substitute for protein. So that's part of this. It's what the core of this, right? On that basis, would you eat more bugs? Um, actually, when I went to the science museum thing, they yeah, the whole reason they were looking at it is for a sustain, uh, sustainability factor. It was easy to produce bugs. We could get a good source of protein mm. for them. And to be honest, yeah, I was quite sold. I don't really have a problem with it as long as it fits in a pie. I'm pretty much on board. Is my ruling? Huh? Bug pie. Bug pie. Yeah. Happy. You, uh, you, you may be like. Fly's graveyard. Do you remember Fly's graveyard? It was current slice. Yes. Well, Fly's graveyard. Yes. Yeah, you so could be eating them. And when I was a kid, I I thought that's because th- that's what they were introduced to me as Fly's graveyard. I went, I'm eating flies. We call them dead fly biscuits. De- and dead fly biscuits as well. Fly's fly. graveyard is better. That's a better. Fly's graveyard. Yeah. yeah. But like, uh, if you cook anything in cheese, gravy, pastry, fry it, people are going to eat it. Yeah, they will. It's really, to be honest, I've I've been in some chip shops. I've had a fair share of summer in there that wasn't meant to be in oh, there. Absolutely. So I'm fine. I mean, we we spend our summers in Edinburgh, and they will deep fry anything there. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Mm. Although interestingly enough, you're saying about uh, eating eating less meat. Um, it was this year in Edinburgh. There was a, a chip van, 
Uh, it was quite a bit hoity-toity and they made fish and chips and I couldn't understand why I oh, love the this. the really posh one. The really posh, right, okay, yes. But what I couldn't understand was how I was, I was having dreams about having those chips and it's because they were made in beef dripping. So I got converted the other way. Like I am less a vegetarian, not, well, I'm not a vegetarian, but like my, I grew up in a vegetarian household. So uh, I'm not like, no, eat all the meat. You live yeah. in a vegetarian household? Yeah, my dad's veg- fully vegetarian since 1983. Oh. So like meat was always suspect. My sister was a veggie growing up, so I also had a vegetarian household. And I blame that for stunting my growth. <laughs> I agree. Yep. Must be that and not genetics. Um, <laughs> if you, so you would eat bugs. Yeah. It, would you eat them straight after watching A Bug's Life? They'd taste better then, wouldn't they? you could? Mate, I had a full roast chicken after watching chicken. <laughs> that shit's up on me. <laughs> she don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I'd eat a beef wellington in a field. I don't, you know what I mean? I just don't care. Part of the cow's eye. I know this is probably going to get me cancelled, yeah. but I like eating animals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just a big fan. Uh, what what changed it for me uh, about eating animals? Because I was, I, I tried, I, I tried to be vegetarian and was one of those people for a, a number of years. And um, my uh, my cousin, who was a really good friend of mine, he he was like staunchly vegetarian, you know, meat is murder and all that. But what changed for me is I started following Instagram, a page called uh, Nature is Metal. And nature doesn't care. Like animals will eat other animals yeah. alive. Yeah. And that, yeah. ch- that really changed my point of view. I'm going, uh, yeah, I'm fine eating beef and stuff. Not that beef's my favorite thing. I, I'm fish. I'd rather have fish. But... I, I have gone from, oh, no, we've got to protect the animals. To, ah, fuck it. Even it's got a face, I'll eat it. Yeah, Timon and Pumbaa don't really sell the case very well. Do you remember know, when they're no. teaching Simba <laughs> to eat b- grubs instead of yeah. other animals? No. The, the, and when they did the, the live-action version of The Lion King, yeah. that should have been one of the first things. They just say, yeah, <laughs> those two. Yeah. But um, uh, no. Maybe Disney are in on it. No, they definitely not. I don't understand. Who is asking for these live-action remakes of Disney? No, no one. one. Because... The original ones are sort of like people my age, who like in their thirties or forties, yeah. And the no, none of us are asking for it. They're awful, and yet you get it anyway. I, ju- I just I haven't. I think I watched one, and I was like, I just don't because they're exactly they're not even a different take. They're mm. exactly almost scene for scene the same, but shitter, but shitter. Yeah. They're, 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 they're the same movie without the magic, mm. like the the remake of the Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid's one of my all time favorite films, not just my favorite Disney. Um, I love Ariel in a way that I can't really describe, and the soundtrack makes me cry from the beginning of the movie till the end. Yes, I'm that gay. Um, uh, <laughs> Even but when Sebastian's like under the sea. I love Sebastian. <laughs> like I love them all, and then the, the, it was just it was the movie was so joyless and. Uh, Sebastian in the, the the live action movie is just it's a, it's a horrific looking thing. I was like, wh- who thought this was a good idea? Does Sebastian in the live action movie have a Jamaican accent? Kind of, no, he, he doesn't have a face though. It's he's a, he's a proper crab. Like they didn't and Flounder's really creepy and yeah, they're all very and Aquafina does does scuttle and it's oh, it's um, awful. Have you? I presume you have read the original Little Mermaid. By oh Patrick yeah, Hansen, yeah, 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 which yeah. is not nice and no, it's dark, it isn't it? yeah like she basically goes to the prince and goes you should marry me and he goes maybe but i can't because here's the thing you're a fish um and she's like if you don't marry me i'll die and she does and she turns into sea foam on his wedding night on his wedding night and when she's when she's walking <laughs> the, 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 the and i don't know why disney didn't commission it <laughs> well, the the, the, the Little Mermaid, uh, Walt Disney was still alive when they were trying to do it. It was going to be a movie in the 50s. Um, and that's why it became part of the... It was the first movie, the Disney, Disney Renaissance in 1989. 
but he, yeah, I was going to say he died. Oh yeah, yeah long, long ago. But that was why it was when it became the Disney. Well, let's do the Little oh, Mermaid. Okay. But they cut out so many things. So like, uh, yeah, she pays she pays the sea, which she's never called anything in the book. Um, she pays the sea witch with her voice, but also she's cursed to every step she takes, like walking on a blade. Yeah. And there's a scene where she's washing her feet and it's sunset and there's a young sailor and an old sailor. And the young sailor says, oh, the, the sea is red with the sunset. And the old sailor says, no, that's blood. And it's her feet. Yeah, yeah. Like it's really horrific. And when she and she 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 doesn't get what she wants. She doesn't get the prince at the end. Also, I think Ursula is really misunderstood. I love Ursula. That woman, there's a 60, in that, let's take Disney film, there's a 16 year old girl who is arsy as fuck, right? Mm. She's the youngest and she's like, I'm going to be married and I'm going to be all this, that and the other. And this very smart octopus, squid. Yes. Octopus. Octopus, she's an octopus. Ursula. Yeah. Is like, actually, I've been going on for years. I've got loads of knowledge. This bitch doesn't know her elbow from her ass. I'm going to teach her a lesson. And I, for one, support it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, see, I, I love Ariel. And I love Ursula, and it's like, don't make me choose. It's Sophie's choice it's for me. That's why I'm trying to do like a sort of crossover. <laughs> so if they remade it, we're saying that they should have remade it. The people that made Watership Down should have remade it. There's the Russian. There's a Russian animated movie of The Little Mermaid that has the full horror of the. Of the really, the uh, Russian uh, version. The Russian version, <laughs> like it's like it's like it is like Watership Down. Going, why? Why is everyone suffering? This is real life. But it's not, it's not, it's real. Well, the, the interesting thing about the last thing I want to say about The Little Mermaid is in the book. I'm so glad we're covering The Little Mermaid <laughs> in this bug well, eating podcast. Well, well the, um, I mean, fish eat yeah. bugs. Uh, no, she ate plankton. She had, yeah, nicely, that's kind of nicely, bugs, right? Nicely done, yeah. Um, uh, the, the mermaids didn't have souls, you see. And at the end, when she dies, she gets a soul. An arse one. <laughs> I like a bit of soul. Yeah, yeah. It's a ha it, her ending is a happy ending, even though you're like she became sea foam and didn't get what she wanted. Yeah, but she got What's a soul. What's the difference between a mermaid and a siren? Or are they the same? No. Uh, although in like in in French, a mermaid in the infirm mermaid is a siren. But the the, the, the difference is a, a mermaid is a ha half human, half fish person, and a siren um, often gets conflated with them. But they're actually half bird. Uh, it's the sirens are from um, the Odyssey, you know. And they have a siren song and bring you... Not like I, I did, actually. Okay. <laughs> no. Lucky boat. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't have sex as a teenager. That's why I know this. <laughs> and I don't like people and like stay inside. That's why I know it. <laughs> um, so go back to the uh, the eating. Uh, you are what you eat. Uh, eating index is alien to our normal way of life. All of this is anti-human, anti-life uh, on this planet, said conspiracy theorist Alex Jones. So it's mostly conspiracy theorists that are peddling this. Eating insects is repulsive and un-American, said Fox News host Tucker Carlson in 2019. I love that. The reality is that insects and their cousins are part of many cultures' diets today. Cousins. <laughs> uh, and have been for a very long time. <laughs> Mexicans put grasshoppers in their tacos. The Chinese cook them in soy sauce. Insects such as silkworms are part of the diet for many living in Southeast Asia and China. The ancient Greeks and Romans ate insects. Aristotle wrote, <laughs> yeah, we're quoting Aristotle. Uh, At first, the males are, sweet, are the sweeter eating, but after copulation, the females, uh, as they are then full, uh, as they are full then of white eggs. It's like caviar. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So the 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 the, <laughs> the females taste nicer after copulation. And I, I've been trying to tell <laughs> <people this laughs> for so many years. 
Well, we, I mean, we eat lo- I mean, we eat lobsters, we eat crabs. I mean, what are they but sea bugs? You know, mm-hmm. I love lobsters. Uh, Pliny the Elder. <laughs> documented that Roman uh, the Romans of, of the day enjoyed moth grubs flattened on flour and wine. Who was that? Pliny the Elder. Pliny the Elder. Who, who's Humperdinck? What's Look, his if name? I don't know who Pliny the Elder is, <laughs> I'm surprised we let you on. Isn't he one of uh, Santa's helpers, Pliny the Elder? Won't, it, won't, it won't surprise you. I didn't write this. <laughs> I'm just reporting the facts. Facts. Uh, yeah, so... So, so it is true that the insects have, and bugs have been eaten for a long time yeah. and they are cooked in various different ways. And actually, when you go to Southeast Asia, uh, uh, you do see that quite a lot. Yeah. So who's in the right and who's in the wrong? And is, is it such a bad thing to eat bugs? What's it against the Bible? Asking this so seriously, and yeah. we all know the answer. You've got to try and milk this, Luke. <laughs> we built an entire podcast I mean, around this stuff. Respect you trying, but yeah. we all know it's fucking bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> but doesn't can't shoot the concept to pieces in like episode <laughs> two or three. What the fuck we're on? Uh, Mega uh. sauce, babe. But like. <laughs> Uh, when Europeans first sailed uh, to what is now the Americas, they encountered indigenous people who included insects and in, who, who included insects in their diet and reacted with revulsion. Uh, Diego uh, Chansa, who nice. sailed with Christopher Columbus on his second voyage, wrote in a letter: "They eat all the snakes and lizards and spiders and worms that they find upon the ground. So that, to my fancy." Their bestiality is greater <laughs> than that of any beast upon the face of. The- I thought bestiality was fucking animals. It is, but like that, he, be, their beast-like nature is that bestiality. Okay. There. Can be used uh, for thank you for making me look intelligent. And <laughs> <laughs> also the fact that it's you to explain bestiality. Because okay, I would know. Yeah, <laughs> the bestiality is greater than that of any beast upon the face of the earth. Uh, there was very much an idea that what you ate back then, uh, that you are what you eat back then. Uh, and so many Europeans felt that they needed European foods. Uh, there is very much, uh, there is very much a worry that if you ate the indigenous food, you would become a savage. Uh, it's, this is adding into bugs yeah. being so, bad. Yeah, so what they're saying is it was quite normal behaviour for the indigenous people to eat bugs or lizards or whatever they found on the ground. They didn't mm. think that when they were bringing back potatoes, though, did exactly. they? Exactly, that's my point, right? <laughs> so so they brought back other stuff and said, oh, this is fine to eat. Yeah. Well, no, no, what if potatoes were brought back for their flowers, the potatoes weren't considered a food source until much later, says the Irishman. <laughs> yeah, he's a voice of authority on this. Yeah. Yeah, there were there were flowers. How potatoes ended up getting eaten was, I think it was a Dutch king and queen. Uh, they put guards around their little potato patch, so they became, became this thing that people really wanted, and that's how potatoes proliferated. I think potatoes were kind of okay with. I love potatoes. Yeah, they are I am the cliche when it comes to being Irish. There, mm. I will eat. I would. I would eat chips with mashed potato and, and roast potatoes like on the one plate. Do you know in Hull our local speciality is called a patty, and it's herb mashed potato fried, which you will usually have with chips. Oh, mashed potato fried it's with chips. Herb mashed potato fried in like uh, a patty shape like this. Yeah. And you have it with chips, and if you're particularly hungry, you could have it in a bread. Well, we would call it a bread cake, but a bread roll. Yeah. Well, of course. Bap. That, 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 is <laughs> that sounds plastic. great. Yeah. So potato with a side of potato. In. In a bun. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's living. <laughs> we used to have a thing at school in the cafeteria that was specifically unique to our school, and it was called a cheddar buttery. And to this day, I don't really. It was one of those ones where <laughs> there was so much grease in it, they'd have to wrap it up tight <laughs> in bags. 
and like we would obviously go out drinking underage don't do it kids <laughs> but um everyone would always come into school the next day and cheddar butteries would be gone it was always next to them what were them thi- they were the, they were they weren't brownies they were like tray like um, chocolate concrete yeah yeah Yeah. you get a chocolate concrete slab and a cheddar buttery which was just it was just the face was hard and then it was like fluffy and then it had like just pure butter and grease and cheese coming out of it state school of the 90s (laughs) (laughs) how dare you i was in the (laughs) noughties is that but do you think okay so i'm gonna link this in if If indigenous people who ate snakes and grasses and rubbers and all this stuff oh, I can't wait for this came thing. over right. <laughs> and went to a state school in the 90s and saw what we were eating. They'd be fun. Yeah. But do you think they would go, they're fucking that, weird. That's They'd probably disgusting. die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they would because the amount of fat and... Yeah, and cholesterol. And, and, yeah, exactly. Yep. You have to build up to that level. I, I mm. want to know what it is. Cheddary buttery, is that what? A cheddar buttery. I'll try and find... I think my old school page has the recipe somewhere. I'll try and Oh my it. gosh. It was always certified woman in a hair night with no teeth. <laughs> so you get some bits of fag ash on the top. Nice, crispy, like a uh, nice thing. Oh, lovely! It's like that episode of The Simpsons where the the dinner lady goes more testicles. Yes. Yeah. There's a there's a food store near where I live uh, on Saturdays that sells old school dinners. That's all it does. So you can go get spotted dick and custard, and you can oh. get that trifle. You don't get spotted dick anymore. You don't get spotted no. dick, do you? And no. I think it's actually a very good. I love. D- I'm not going to say it. I'm oh, not. Hey. Going to it. Hey. <laughs> uh, I'm yeah, so lonely. Um, uh, see, we can do lowbrow. Do you do pink? <laughs> did they do pink custard? Oh. Yeah, they do do pink custard. Yeah, because you know, some days you would get it with custard, and some days you'd get it with pink custard. Mm. Do you know what I never liked? It's controversial. This I never like the sort of hot dog bun with icing. Oh, I know what you mean. Ice finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. It was a bit pointless. a great drag name. <laughs> it was a bit. It was. It was a bit of a letdown because that's all it was. Yeah, it wasn't even a brioche, but it was like a hot dog. Yeah. I remember trying to explain this to an American friend of mine. Yeah. I said, you guys still eat like you're in the war. I was like, yes, I did. Yes. Great. Yes. Coming from an American. This is the thing. Like, I will always accept food criticism from, like, the French mm-hmm. or the Spanish or anything. But I am not taking criticism from a country that may turn cheese into an aerosol. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely not. Like, it, Have you no. tried aerosol cheese? It was awful. Well, I just found it was very easy to. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, wonderful! No, 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 no. Cheese no. in America is awful. Yeah, they don't. They, so um, American cheese is just. And they can't do bread. Plastic. No, it's too sweet. It's all too sweet. Can't do bread. And it drives me crazy. I agree with that. They definitely can't do bread. I too think there's a McDonaldization as well of bread. Yeah. A McDonaldization. McDonaldization. That's a geography term. Well, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, so concerns, oh, this so is still going. Still going. <laughs> Look, do you know how long I spent today? <laughs> we are going through going all the research. All the facts, whether you like it or not, Lou. <laughs> not trying to deviate onto the Little Mermaid. <laughs> Conservative media influencers tap into this uh, tap into the sentiment today. So the sentiment of um, uh, of other cultures eating stuff off the ground, right? Uh, I don't want to live like a peasant in the middle of the jungle in Vietnam. I want to live like a civilized person with cultural inheritance, said Noel. So this is the right wing Bloomberg uh, guy. Uh, I'm not going to eat the uh, I'm not going to eat these bugs. Um, and then the criticism of that, which is by uh, uh, an alternative thinker, is this is they are the easiest punch bag is to pick on something that looks uncivilized. Which is true, right? They've gone over there. They've gone, well, we're just going to judge what you're doing because it's not what we do because that's not civilized. But that's only perspective on what is civilized and what isn't civilized, right? 
Yeah, and I, like, I think we need to be very clear on this. The only thing that is civilized is what I deem to be civilized. Yes. Yes. For anybody who was curious what the etiquette is, it's to follow what I'm mm-hmm. doing and tell you. Like, I can't be clear on it. What was the cheese thing called again? The cheddar buttery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you say that, right? But, like, everyone from my school year, we've got good immune systems. And I'm going to be very frank on this. All of the girls had pretty banging racks. And I thought, <laughs> the cheddar buttery. <laughs> 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 I'm going to take your word for that because yeah. literally if either of us comment on that this show's getting cancelled they don't teach you that as a woman they teach you padded bras I'm like girls get yourself some cheddar butter is bad I shove that in <laughs> fill you right up I, I'm going to go red now <laughs> you, you've got no idea what to say I have no, I have no idea what to say because I'm homosexual mm. <laughs> in fairness though you do like boobs I, I, yeah. I do like yeah. boobs I do like boobs I, they always look so nice um, uh, I always want to lay my head down on them but it's like get that but like it's, I, I don't, I don't get it. Oh yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, yeah, but like. It's pretty, but I, you know. Pretty, but don't touch. Yeah. Which is a phrase I would like all people to abide by. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we think uh, overall? If if I love that you still look. Trying. Someone's got to keep us on the fucking tracks. <laughs> he will have his own chat show. He will. The persistence. He's yes, it's the persistence. I'm not going to make news night like this. Look, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking low budget news night. This is listen. I fucking told you this. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to see that. I'd watch news night more if that was yeah, the case. I would. Um, I want you to have your own chat show. If if uh, there was a, a societal move that to introduce more bugs into cuisine, mm-hmm. would we? Would you buy into it? As long as you can still eat your meat and your cheddar butter, cheddar butties, cheddar cheddar butter, cheddar butter. Um, would would you eat? Would you be prepared to eat bugs as well? In the same way we, we've embraced certain foods in the last twenty years that we wouldn't have eaten when we in the like eighties or nineties. Oh wait, so you know, are we what are we classing in? Are we classing insects as a type of meat or a type of a type of protein? A, a type of protein. Yeah. So they have their new specific category. Yeah. Because it's not it's not just insects like grubs and stuff like it's mealworms and whatever. Also, if an insect's called grub, it's there to be eaten. Isn't it? <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, That's what it says on the tin. Yeah. You know, classic French. They put it on themselves, if anything. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. Uh, I've had snails. They, that's, oh, no, that's not a bug, is yes. it? That's no, but, that, but they, they, it's eating, like... It's a gateway bug. It's a gateway <laughs> bug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the French are onto something. Uh, do you like snails? Uh, yeah, well, to be honest, I think it's one of the things that it tastes like whatever you smother it in. Yeah. Same with frogs' legs. I had them and all. Yeah. It just tastes it tastes like, well, they've got like smothered. a chicken kind of texture. But it's well, they deep fry them, don't they? Or some place. I think uh, in, mine in were deep fried. They were just. They were really nice, actually. They were. D- but do you know what? There wasn't a lot of them. Frogs, mm. quite small. Mm. <laughs> the French, not big on portion size. No, not big on portion. I'd no. say. Mm. Are, th- to be honest, all food I'm keen on, with a big, huge exception of melon. Any type of melon. Don't put me anywhere near it. Any type of melon. I despise melon. Oh my gosh. Really? This is. More controversial than anything as we've Absol- talked about I this think entire podcast. So overrated. I hate that if you try and buy a fruit salad from any store, it's about 17 types of melon, a grape, and a slice of pineapple. <laughs> I don't like it. And everyone's like, oh, it's so refreshing. It doesn't taste of anything. I'm like, yes, do you not see that? That's the fucking problem. It doesn't taste of anything. Oh, Unless you do the thing where you like, uh, when I was in Australia, they used to do, uh, a, you go to the cricket and you take a watermelon and you'd have filled it with vodka the night before. Oh, yeah. So when you eat the slices. But then I was like, well, this is vodka. Was just like vodka jelly, but vodka melon. Yeah. Okay. So I would accept that because I wanted to get pissed. 
but Melon can jog the fuck on. Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? I mean, it's too late now. I've been yeah. doing it all through oh, the day. Far so. too late. <laughs> <laughs> Who takes Melon to the cricket? Australians. Australians. Do they? Mm. We take a hamper. Yeah. <laughs> they take Melon. <laughs> Vodka melon. That's a real cultural difference, isn't it? You know it? what? It's quite good going to the cricket. Because uh, I go to, I've been to like Lords and the Oval and stuff. Mm. And as a woman, because it's just essentially an old boys club. Yeah. I could have pissed in every cubicle. They were all free. Mm. It was amazing. There was a line for the gents. I was like, see you later, boys. And like, it was a great experience for, for toilet access, if nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a day for old men to go out and have a little nap in the afternoon isn't it really which is why i thoroughly enjoyed it because yeah. i too went got drunk and had a nap in the afternoon mm. <laughs> and then at some point somebody claps and just goes six and you're like oh <laughs> and then you have to have another scotch egg <laughs> have to have yeah that's to. that's part of the rules of cricket i don't know if you know i i actually worked at a cricket club for two years and i still don't know what the rules are nobody so. does no because <laughs> no one cares they're not there it's just there to, for you to go to your wife. Oh, I'm off out for the cricket for the day, love. Oh, do you love cricket? Yeah, yeah, I love cricket. I tell you what, this is one of the reasons I want a wife because the amount of men that were there with the most gorgeous hampers their wives had packed them off with. Mm-hmm. I was like, if I had a wife, I'd get some one better quality. You get yourself a wife. Oh, oh thank you. Yeah, yeah they, honest, the hampers. Please, your catch. Yeah. But they're so the hampers were, go- and I'm talking like beautiful wicker hampers, and they opened them out and they had the plates. It was homemade scotch, a picker lily. Oh yeah. There we yeah. see. Yeah, and there was all this stuff and I was like you don't know how lucky you are and they were so good and I was sat there with some melon <laughs> like what the fuck's going on here if you were given the choice between a melon <laughs> or a plate of bugs <laughs> bugs bugs all day long bugs all day long munch 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 munchy mm. you mm. oh melon yeah but I like melon favourite melon Favorite melon. Uh, watermelon, <laughs> but um, uh, how was the podcast? Well, we had to ask about our favorite melon. <laughs> <laughs> got quite dry. Once Villa got through all the facts. <laughs> yeah. I'm very appreciative of the research. Thanks. And I think you've done a really good. Thanks. Job. <laughs> Even though it is utter bollocks. Utter nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah completely. But you still, you have, you do believe this. Yep. But less so than you do a lot of other conspiracy. Theories. No, no. This, this is fact. This is going to happen. They, they want us just to eat the bugs. Bugs are easier. To, to breed mm-hmm. uh, the, you know and that's why you're getting all this information like cockroach mil- milk being so nutritious oh that's coming too no. oh yeah 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 yeah. to be honest in fairness 20 years ago we would not have thought we would be drinking milk from an almond would we so milk those little almond titties yeah mm-hmm. see that's see, I, I'm okay with the milk light suspension or whatever but Almond almond milk just makes me think that almonds have nipples and that grosses me out. I quite like the idea of <laughs> almonds having nipples. No, no. Our udders. Do you know what it's a, I bet is a conspiracy theory? Wow. Is the use of um, oat milk more in coffee shops because I think it's a conspiracy to stop northern people being hydrated because we can't pronounce oats. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how many times I'm in a coffee shop? I'm like, oat milk. I'm like, are you having a stroke? I'm like, do you want one? <laughs> I, I like a chai latte made with oat milk. I think it tastes better. So I do. But when it comes to to other beverages, it has to be cow juice. This is controversial, apparently, in this day and age. Do you know what I like? A glass of milk. Just a glass of semi-skimmed? Gold yeah. top. With a, with a nice... Biscuit. Mm-hmm. Oh, cookies and milk. Fa- what's them um, family selection ones? 
Mm-hmm. You know, they've had yeah. with the thing. Yeah. The, like the Jammy Dodge one. Yeah. And I also like the custard, the, it's like the Fox's cream one or whatever That's it is. It's very regressive. That's very interesting, isn't right? it? Right. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. But do you know, because I always save a digestive for when I'm ill. Did you ever get that when you're ill and you would have to have like lemonade and a digestive? I think that's a northern that thing. Be a northern thing. Yeah. Because it was the sugar in it. It was either that or a Lucas. Lemonade. Lucas. No, we all have Lucas. <laughs> yeah, Lucas Aid. Yeah. Lucas. Lucas. Have you had Calpol? Have you had your Lucas Aid? Or is this I only, I only get Lucas Aid from the chemist. Like it was. I remember that mm. very distinct. It was a medicinal thing. Yeah. Do you know how much a Lucas Aid is now? Loads. Two quid. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather bottle. take me chances dying. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lucas Aid. I, well, I my favorite Lucas Aid was Lucas Aid lemon, and they stopped making it. They I did. Love a Lucas Aid lemon. And um, I, that used to just perk me up. I honestly believe it still can cure everything. Oh yeah, because we were, we're yeah. Right. Do you, did you ever have glucose plus? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember glucose plus? You're a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So there was Lucasade and glucose plus, and they were the, they were like the same. And you were a Lucasade kid or a glucose pl- plus kid. And I remember being. And they had the tablets, didn't they? Yeah. Mm. They're like fizzy tablets. You put, you either put them in water or you could you like could Barocca. Them, but like like Barocca, except that you you could eat them as they were. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Um, that, w- that was that was probably one after after plate of bugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, col- the coloring was probably from bugs. Yeah, probably. Where it was bright orange. Yeah, they were bright they red. were frightening looking things. Yeah. How long have we done? Okay, uh, <laughs> Lou, would you like to tell the people uh, where they can find you and what you're doing? And yeah, enlighten them. Sure. Uh, so you can find me on Instagram and TikTok um, at. What's my tag handle? At underscore L Atkinson underscore because it looks aesthetically pleasing. Um, I'm doing some tour shows and that. Um, I've also, Megasaws Boys, I've got my own podcast, which you can listen <gasps> to from January. Um, called? It's called Be Fairy Afraid. And it's all about fairy tales, myths and legends. And it's with absolute wonderful human being, uh, Fiona Ridgewell. Yay. Um, I'm doing that. And uh, yeah, I'm just doing all kinds of bollocks. Just give us a follow, will you? Because it just helps me. <laughs> Very good. Um, do you want a joke to end the show? Is it about bugs? Yeah. Go on then. <laughs> what kind of bugs smell the best? Mm. Deodorants. Deodorants. <laughs> When's the joke? <laughs> oh, we've had it. That's <laughs> the podcast. Thanks for listening. See you in the next episode. Bye.